Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the finale of the Read With Us podcast. Today, we are going to be wrapping up the final book of Pachinko, book three, and the last 11 chapters. Thank you so much for following along on this journey with us, and we hope that you enjoyed this novel as much as we did. I have with me today Joe Marcantonio, manager of Teen Place, and we are going to dive right in so we can make sure that we cover everything. Joe, where are we at? Well, today we're starting off in Osaka. Yosub has died, and his wife, Kun Yi, has been taking care of Sunja's mother, Yang Jin. But now, Yang Jin has stomach cancer, so Sunja has returned home to be with her mother. So, what's the relationship between mother and daughter at this point in the book? Sure, sure. They've been through a lot, and they're both very similar in a lot of ways, with both of them sacrificing so much to be able to put their families first. Yang Jin has always told her daughter that women's lives are full of suffering. That's their purpose in life. Sunja feels so tired of hearing this, and at this point in her life feels as though she's suffered enough. Yang Jin passes, and at her funeral, we see Hansu show up again. Of course. So at this point, Sunja and Hansu have both lost a son, and Sunja doesn't want to hold on to all of her anger against Hansu anymore. But at the same time, she's struggling with losing Noah and blaming Hansu for it. This will end up being the last interaction that Sunja and Hansu have. Hansu's wife has passed, and he asks Sunja to marry him, but she refuses. Right, so we sort of say goodbye to Hansu, and we're starting to see more of a new character, Atsuko's daughter, Hana. And remember that Atsuko is dating Mozazu. Hana has been hanging out with Solomon, and even though there's an age difference, Hana is 17 and Solomon is only 14, they start up an intimate relationship. It lasts until Solomon leaves for America to attend Columbia University. Hana eventually ends up following her self-destructive behavior and leaving home, refusing help from anyone until it's too late and she ends up very ill. So it's really interesting to me that Solomon ended up getting an education in America. Because if you remember, Muzazu's wife and Solomon's mother, Yumi, always dreamed of going to America. But Muzazu was simply making too much money in his pachinko parlors and couldn't afford to leave. So how is Solomon doing now? So Solomon loved America, but after his graduation, he was offered a job in Tokyo with the British Investment Bank. He has a girlfriend named Phoebe, who is Korean-American, but came with him to Tokyo. Solomon's doing very well at work, and his boss put him on a major real estate transaction deal and told him that all they need to do to close the deal is get an older woman to sign the papers for them to buy her house, but she won't be bought. All right, so basically Solomon's boss is sort of offering him a chance to distinguish himself and solve this problem for the company, right? Exactly, and Solomon does just that. He talks to his father, his father's old boss, Goro, and asks for any information about the woman. Goro tells Solomon that he found out that the woman is Korean and she doesn't want to sell to the Japanese, but she'll sell her property to Goro. This is great news because it means that Goro can just then sell the property to Solomon's client. Everything is fine until the woman suddenly dies. It's from old age, but Solomon's boss says that it looks suspicious and that Solomon isn't allowed to work for the company anymore. So Solomon really gets the short end of the stick on this one. His boss sort of inferred that because he's Korean and his father is tied into pachinko parlors, that perhaps this was a shady business deal. Which is completely unfair, but it's something that we've seen all the characters have to deal with in the book. Prejudice and coming to terms with what it means to be a Korean. 
How does Solomon deal with all this? He's obviously very upset. He goes back home to where his father lives and where Hannah is staying in the hospital. Solomon goes to visit her without Phoebe knowing and realizes that he's still in love with Hannah, regardless of her past. He tells Hannah all about the business deal and she tells him that he just needs to go work for his father in the pachinko business and that he knows that his father and Goro are honorable men and that it would be better to work for them than for people who would never accept him. And that's the last time that Hannah and Solomon speak. So Solomon never really stopped loving Hannah since he was 14. He's seen her this one last time before she dies, and she basically told him to go work in the pachinko business, even though that's what Muzazu didn't want for him, and spent all of his money educating Solomon to avoid him having to work in this business. What does Solomon end up doing? First, he goes home and breaks up with Phoebe after realizing his feelings for Hannah. Even though he can't be with her, he realizes that he never really loved Phoebe. And after that, he goes to his father's office, tells him he wants to work for him. Mozazu is devastated at first because he felt like all of this effort in providing this life for Solomon has been for nothing. But Solomon tells him that working in the pachinko parlor isn't a sign of defeat, but it's an acknowledgement that his father is a respectable man who shouldn't be viewed in the light of society's prejudices. So this leaves us at the end of the book, and we have one last scene with Sunja, which is who we started the book following. Where is Sunja now? So Sunja is 73 years old at this point and visiting Isaac's grave. The book ends with the scene of Sunja cleaning Isaac's grave and a groundskeeper approaching her to tell her that her son Noah visited Isaac's grave till he passed in 1978. This makes Sunja feel happy to know that even after Noah learned who his father was, that he would still went to visit Isaac's grave and still thought of him as his real father. The scene ends with Sunja leaving the cemetery to go home to start dinner with Kuji. I can't believe it. That's the end of book three. That's technically 479 pages that we just covered in the Read With Us podcast. This book follows so many characters and cities and years, but at its heart, it's a simple story of family and what happens throughout generations. So I want to thank all of you for taking the time to listen to this podcast. And of course, if you want to find out more information about this, then please come to our author visit where we will be talking with Min Jin Lee herself on Thursday, February 20th, 2020 at 6 p.m. at the Al Larson Prairie Center for the Arts. Thanks for joining us.